0: for a single soul let your heart also be ping in browser since you
1: and me through
0: welcome to living life do you, have you ever thought about the fact that uh, the entire world is under the authority of God? The entire world is accountable to God. That includes me. That includes you. That includes the person who has never heard God. Uh, that person as well is accountable to God. And we're going to discuss today in this passage how that can be. How can the person who's in the jungle be accountable to God for their actions? How could they be accountable for their sin when they have never heard? So let's uh, look and see what the passage has to say.
1: Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 20. What shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Not at all, for we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways, and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin.
0: Welcome back to Living Life. As we uh, discussed and as I talked about a little earlier, I made the statement that the entire world is accountable to God. And under and I would add this under the power of sin. Well how could that be for the person who lives in the jungle and has never heard, has never even seen a missionary? Well let's discuss that. in this particular passage Paul is making some concluding remarks which are actually based upon Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2. So in chapter three where we pick up the scripture, Paul is now concluding based upon what he has already discussed in Romans 1 and 2. Well, what did he discuss in Romans 1? Well, basically what he discussed in Romans 1 and applicable through the rest of these scriptures is he says that there's light. God has given all of us light, the entire world. What is the light he's given us? In Romans chapter 1, the light he has given us is the light of creation, the light of nature. In Romans chapter 2, the light that he gives us is the light of our conscience, the light of our morality. In Romans chapter 3, he gives us the light of Jesus Christ. Let me talk about the light in Romans 1 first. The light in Romans 1 is God says his, his invisible nature, his eternal power, Uh, and glory have been clearly seen by what has been made. So when we look up and we see the heavens, we see the moon, we see the sun, we see the stars, we see what has been made, we know that there is a good and we know that there is a, a, a God who is the designer and the God who is the creator of this world. And we're responsible for that, God says, because we know, intri- not intrinsically, not intuitively, but we know with our own eyes that God exists. And he says in verse uh, Romans chapter 1, 19 through 20, that God has made it plain to this world that he exists. Not only has he made it plain, but he says that the world, the consequence is that, No one has an excuse not to know God. That includes the person who's in the jungle that sees the beauty of of nature and sees the waterfalls and sees the vegetation and all the beauty of nature. Even that person is responsible based upon the glory, based upon the creative order that they see. That's Romans 1. So Paul says he gives us that light. That light is a light of general revelation. And then in Romans 2, he gives us another light. What's the light in Romans 2? It's our conscience. Our conscience bears witness to us that, in fact, God exists because of the standards by which we set for ourselves. Uh, He talks about Jews and Gentiles alike are under the same standard, the power of sin. Uh, Jews have the law. Jews are responsible for obeying the law. And when they don't obey the the law, uh, they are are responsible for sin. Those without the law, Gentiles, are also responsible because Gentiles set up a standard for themselves. And the standard they, they set up, they don't even follow. And so their conscience bear witness against them that the very fact that they set up standards and do what the law says, require, or the law requires, say that they're a law unto themselves, but also because they instinctively do what the law requires, then it shows that the law is written on their hearts, and they're responsible for the law that's written on their hearts. That's another light that God gives us about who he is in his existence. And then the third light is the light of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to this earth that he might be the light of the world to us. He might give us an understanding of who God is. You know, when, he's, when you see Jesus, you see the Father. And so God has given us light through these three lights, and when Jesus, the light of Jesus Christ is what we would call special revelation. So God has given us general revelation, and he's given us special revelation that we might know who he is. Well, how does that apply specifically to the passage? Paul is concluding that all the world, Gentiles and Jews, are under the power of sin. And there's none righteous, no, not one. No one does good, no one understands, no one seeks God. He even talks about the fact that, uh, that the world does not know the way of peace. Not only do they not know the way of peace, but even they, they seek to shed blood. And that there's no fear of God in their eyes. Wow. No fear of God in their eyes. We look at the world today. We can see that there is no fear of God in the eyes of men. And so what does he conclude? He's saying that no one, no one will be declared righteous by doing works of the law. But the, the, the law makes us conscious of sin. The law exposes our sin. Paul talks about it in Romans 7 a little. He talks about coveting. He says, how would I know about coveting unless the law said that coveting is wrong? How would I know that stealing or lying is wrong? Because the law says it's wrong. And intrinsically and and intuitively we know because our conscience bears witness that it's wrong and we're responsible for it. So therefore no one will be declared righteous in his sight by the works of the law. Through the law we become conscious of sin. God has made us conscious of sin so that we can know when we disobey the law. We need a remedy. We need someone to step in our place so that we will not go to a place into the place that he has set for those who sin. Sin brings death, death brings hell, and ultimate judgment. So today the question is, is if God has exposed your sin and you are a sinner before God, have you sought the remedy of Jesus Christ? And if you haven't, today is the day. Today, in this passage, we realize that we are accountable to God. We're accountable to God for all of our sins, all of our failures, all of our shortcomings. But I have good news for you. Jesus Christ has come, and Jesus Christ is available to take every one of your sins and turn your sins into righteousness for you. Today, as we pray, I ask that you would meditate upon him and receive him if you don't know him today. Let's pray. Father, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus uh, that you would go before this audience and that you would search their hearts to see if there's sin in their lives, Father, and search their hearts to see if, in fact, they know you, Father. If they don't know you today, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that they will come to know you today. And if they do know you, Father, we pray that they will draw nearer to the cross where Jesus died. I ask this in the blessed name of Jesus Christ for those who are listening and watching it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. For a soul.